take control, take control of your life. I think that a lot of people just feel like they don't have the ability to take control. And that is so, so, so wrong. Um, we all have the ability to be in power of our own being. And um, it is like the most, the, the most euphoric feeling when you finally realize that. And so if I could just like have everyone understand that they can take control of their life, I would absolutely shout that. Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast where you can find the tools and inspiration necessary to thrive on life. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and tune in every Thursday to hear the candid conversations I have with guests who are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, it's time to thrive. And welcome back to episode 12 of Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you if you've been a long time, aka 12 episode listener, or if you're new, I'll take you either way, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today's guest is Kelly from A Healthy Harmony, and this is extra special because it's her birthday week, so this is like my birthday present to her. (laughs) That's what we decided on after recording, that this would be a good week to release it, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one. It was truly a blast, just we sat down her on the West Coast, me on the East Coast, and we just chatted for like an hour. We answered questions from some of you guys that follow us on Instagram. We answered questions that I put together based on her work and her life's journey and her business and being a mother and a wife and just an amazing human being. We really delve into it all, and I can't wait for you to hear it. There's a lot of laughing going on. I was sick when we recorded, so excuse the raspy smoker voice, (laughs) but um, I'm all better now, thankfully. We start out with some questions from Instagram polls that we both did, and we both kind of give our insight on them, which was a lot of fun, and like I said, a lot of laughs going on, and then we delve into some more personal and business-oriented questions. So we really go deep, and I applaud Kelly for sharing as much as she did, because There was a lot to unpack, and she delivered beautifully. We talk about her past and how she got to where she is now, which, you know, involved a past with an eating disorder and overcoming a toxic relationship and raising two kids and working while young. I'm just telling you guys, this woman is superwoman. She has been through so much and keeps going and always does it with a dang smile on her face. I just love her positivity If you follow her, you know what I mean. She shows up every day on her stories and on her Instagram, and she just lives to serve, and I love that about her. We talk about fun things like how to compliment someone not based on appearance, and we give our opinions on little things in between, and we go into how she's raising her kids to be mindful and appreciate what they've been given and the body and the life that they have, especially with her young daughter, who is just an absolute... Princess Gem. I just love her. (laughs) If you follow Kelly on Instagram, you know her daughter is such a sweetheart. We go into how and why she started A Healthy Harmony that is now her health coaching business. And in this, you find out her love story of how she met her husband. And guys, it gave me chills. It's something that she could honestly write a book about. (laughs) It's so sweet. It involves a coffee shop. And I just, oh, you have to listen. I swear this episode is worth it just to hear how they met. I I love that part. And so then we also go into 
like I said before, her health coaching business and how she got into it, what she's doing with it now. We delve into her message and what her passion and drive is for helping other women. And we end with some very personal questions that we both answer. And once more, I just, I'm so thankful that Kelly took time to record with me and that she shared as much as she did because it will help someone. It always does. Every one of these episodes I've done, I've had multiple people reach out and say that it has helped them in some way. And that's just those people. You know, I'm sure there's some of you that an episode got you thinking or helped and maybe you just didn't share. And that's okay. But <laughs> if you do take something away from these episodes, please let me know. I I love it. I mean, this is a lot of work and to know that I'm helping someone by doing it really makes it hit home and really helps me remind myself of why I'm putting in the hours of work that go into this. And so I thank you to anyone who has reached out or who has shared and let me know what they thought about the podcast. And even if you haven't, thank you for just listening. Uh, Views count, everything counts, comments, you know, rates, everything. So thank you. So I guess we'll just jump right in. Like I said, I love this one. It's a good, fun You'll probably laugh, but you'll take quite a bit away from it too. So without further ado, oh, okay, actually, you can find me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life, or you can find Kelly at a healthy harmony. We both love communicating with people. So let us know your thoughts on this one. And without further ado, here we go. Thank you so much. I feel so bad that you didn't get to sleep last night, but thank you for still coming on and doing this. Oh my God, you are, you're too funny. No, I am just so excited. Um, so do not feel bad whatsoever. Well, I guess even with a rough night, what's one thing that has made you smile today? Oh gosh, there's so many things. Um, probably the cloudy weather, which I know is an un, like, unpopular opinion, but I totally thrive when it's just kind of cozy out and you know, I don't, I don't know, just like, it, it just gives pure comfort. So the cloudy weather is definitely making me smile right now. Yeah. I, we haven't had like good cloud coverage in a couple days. And so this morning I hurried up and like tried to photograph as many of the like dishes I have. Yeah, totally. You <laughs> Possible. get it. You get it. I do. It, it's a <laughs> Instagram type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all get super excited when it's one of these days. I mean, we like sun as well, but it's like one of those days where you're like, yes, I'm staying inside. Exactly. Yeah. Doing the things. <laughs> that is so funny. It's, yeah, it's, it's certainly a, an Instagram thing, but, um, <laughs> okay, well, before we dive into like the business side of things, I figured we'd do a couple of the listener questions now and then throw a couple in at the end, if that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. So to start off, what are your thoughts on collagen? I, <laughs> I, okay. Oh gosh, this is a hard one. So I am a big believer that supplements are just that. They are supplements to a proper foundation. So I personally love collagen. I take it every single day, but it is not like the end all. I think that you need to have, like I said, a solid foundation before you kind of implement these things to aid, um, aid in your health. Does that make sense? That makes amazing, like perfect sense. <laughs> I love that response actually, because it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah I'm, I 
I was like never real big on it, but then um, I was like plant-based for a while and no one really knows this yet. I still have to do an Instagram caption. So anyone listening gets preview, but <laughs> I've had supplementing <laughs> um, collagen just because I was not like my stomach and digestion was not doing good on the whole a hundred percent plant-based. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the collagen. I think it's, it's something good to add in if you can. So yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's actually when I started implementing mine too. Um, cause I was plant-based for a long time and I realized that my digestion, while it blossomed the, for the first little bit of me being plant-based just with like a new diet change, um, I, it wasn't sustainable for me. So I needed a little bit of something else and the collagen kind of did that for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm kind of looking at it as. Yeah. I I knew we would be good friends. (laughs) Yeah. This is exactly why. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite breakfast at the moment? Oh gosh. This is so hard. (laughs) This is so hard. Um, I am a through and through breakfast lover. I would have breakfast like for three meals out of the day. So I think my tried and true will always be pancakes, but I have been kind of into like savory dishes lately. So I've been into, you know, like a veggie hash has kind of been my thing. I feel that. Yeah. I could definitely eat breakfast like all day, every day. Yeah. I want to make like a veggie hash because now that sounds really good. And I have (laughs) like sweet potato to it or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you add like the sweet potato and then whatever veggies, like I call it like a clean out fridge meal because it's perfect. Whatever veggies you have in your fridge, you can just throw in there and it's just hits the spot every time. Oh, okay. You've inspired me. (laughs) I know. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, so someone wants to know, how do you stay so fresh and genuine on Instagram while engaging with everyone all the time? I love this question. I think uh, authenticity is like a huge topic on social media. Um, my thing is, is that I just don't think about it. I don't think about, you know, putting a pretty face on. I don't think about having my hair done 24 seven. I don't think about me. I think about the message that I want to give to other people. And, um, I guess that comes off as me being genuine or, or authentic or whatever, but that's just me like coming on with the purpose and that purpose is to serve. It's not to like, be all done up yeah I absolutely love that and that's a true mark of authenticity is yeah when you're what you're trying to help people and spread and the message you want to give is like that should be the focus and right so well like it comes across so like that's just what I see and think of when I think of you so I love that (laughs) you're the best (laughs) Uh, well okay so this kind of ties into that but What's your like number one tip for tackling the fear of Instagram stories? Do it anyway. Just show up. Make yourself look like an idiot if you have to. Um, it, it honestly becomes natural over time. But I can remember when I first started, I would delete so many videos. And now I kind of just have it, have that like effort mentality. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I made myself look like an idiot. I'm still going to post it anyway. Um, I think you just really have to put one foot in front of the other when it comes to fear and just do it anyway. When I like first started to, I don't go on my stories too often, but when I was really first starting to, I remember I did like a video and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, yep, nope. <laughs> and so then after time though, I was like, you do, yeah, you do get used to it. And even mm-hmm. 
you're on there a lot or pop in and off, but okay. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely love this question. Whoever asked it is amazing. So <laughs> what are the best non-appearance based compliments for women? This one is such a good one. Like such a good one. I think there are so many, like the possibilities are endless. Um, my, like the, the most memorable compliments that I've ever received have not been about my appearance whatsoever. They're like the ones that you just gave me about being authentic and genuine. Um, I honestly think that you can compliment a woman's strength and not obviously physical strength, but like everything that she's gone through, there are, like I said, the possibilities are endless. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you. The best compliments I've ever been given and you know, I've, I've, with my past, you know, with an eating disorder and everything, like I, it got to the point where I didn't, you know, I didn't want physical appearance compliments, you know, and even when people would say like, oh, you look beautiful when I was, you know, dressed up for prom or something like that's such a bad mentality. Cause it's like, well, now I'm all dressed up. Of course they're saying that. But when people have said to me, like, like you're so strong or you're so kind, I love what you're doing. Um, you inspire me with, you know, the choices you've made. Those are all compliments that like make me smile and make me feel good because I know that they're seeing, you know, just like past the exterior. And so, yeah, I just, I think it's about actually complimenting someone on what you admire about them. I mean, I don't, I'm I'm not friends with people for how they look. I'm friends with them for what's on the inside. So of course, like, that's what you should be complimenting. Like, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my compliments that I have received that I just cherish is hearing someone say that I have a beautiful soul and beautiful obviously was in the compliment, but what they truly meant by that is that like my being is what is the most beautiful thing about me. And like, I hold on to that. Yeah. I just love that. And it's, yeah, like that's, for anyone listening, definitely like think about this. And it, at first I was so used to giving like appearance-based compliments, even yeah, on, they're easy. yeah, on photos anywhere. But now, yeah, they're so easy. <laughs> because <laughs> A lot of the times you're just like putting it out there. And so now I really think I'm like, what do I really like about this person, this photo, whatever. And then I say that, you know what I mean? Like it just takes right. a tiny bit more of thought, but it means so much more. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, so we'll save the rest for the end, and now we'll jump into the nitty-gritty actual interview. (laughs) Okay, so to start off, would you mind sharing a bit about yourself and just give the listeners an idea of who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I mean, obviously my name's Kelly. I'm the mind behind AhealthyHarmony.com or um, at AhealthyHarmony on Instagram. Uh, I am like an obsessive lover of all things sweet, which is why my feed is filled with a whole bunch of healthy desserts. But I think more importantly, like what really lights me up is I run an online coaching business designed to help women on their journey of becoming like the true badass babes that they are. Um, I am also a wife to the hottest and most kindest man in the entire universe. Um, I am a mother to two kids and I have a third one on the way. That's kind of just like a brief bit of me. Uh, I love that. And I'm so, I keep forgetting that like you're having a baby. Like it's so, (laughs) (laughs) we have to have like a virtual Instagram, um, baby shower for you. Baby shower? 
I think my friend, my other friend just mentioned that too. And I was like, you guys are too much. I honestly forget that I'm pregnant. Like this is the first pregnancy that I'm like, oh my God, there's a baby in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> it's so neat. Oh my gosh. I'm just like so happy for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. So you mentioned before that you're the mind and the mastermind behind um, a healthy harmony. So how did like your journey, I guess, with health begin and then eventually lead to a healthy harmony? Okay. Well, a long, long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, honestly, it, my journey with health did start as a child. Um, I had the most amazing upbringing. My parents were super, super, super supportive. Um, they were really in tune with what they thought my needs were at the time. And so at a young age, they realized that I could benefit from, um, seeing some therapists. So all these therapists kind of worked together and they came to the conclusion that I was quote unquote anxiety prone. I mean, back then no one's going to diagnose a five-year-old with an anxiety disorder, but that was kind of what it was. Um, so taking the advice of these therapists, my parents put me in all the sports imaginable. Um, they, they threw me into everything, just trying to figure out what was going to work for me and kind of counteract that anxiety. Um, I honestly enjoyed the sports that I was good at, um, like rowing crew, water polo, some team. I clearly was like a water baby, but, um, I didn't really understand the amazing benefits that movement can have on your mind and body. I just knew that exercise was good. That's what I was told. Um, you know, I did the sports, I came home, ate the entire box of Cheez-Its. That was my idea of health. Um, but also my understanding of health, like so many others, kind of was largely influenced by my home life and at no fault to my parents. Like I said, they're absolutely amazing, but diet culture was totally a thing in my house. You know, I can remember my sister who's three years older than me and my mother going on these diets, like the Atkins diet and me totally wanting to follow suit. So at a young age, I was very aware of my body. I was very aware of how I wanted it to look. Um, what I thought were the right steps to get there, which was extreme diets and exercise. That's kind of like what my idea of health was. So since then, my idea of health has completely changed. Uh, unfortunately, or really fortunately, I've gone through a lot. Um, I dropped out of school, college, after my second year. Um, I got in a really abusive relationship that produced my two oldest children, my babies. Um, and I lost my father, which was kind of a huge blow to me. He was my best friend. So I was searching for this control that I thought that I didn't have. Um, and I ended up having an eating disorder, but in that recovery, my eyes totally opened up to what health means to me. Um, and simply put, it's just an understanding between the body and mind. It's really allowing that space for them to work together. And I don't really think that you can be healthy unless your mind's happy. That's kind of the long explanation. <laughs> it's a big factor. And I think I reached out to the, to you about this before, but when we're young, like, you know, our home life, they're doing the best they can. Like they, they don't know, especially back, you know, in the day. Back, yeah, um, no, they had no clue. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, so I'm just curious going off of that as just a brief side tour how are you like raising your kids now to make sure that they kind of don't, you know, pick up on those little things that maybe we don't even realize we're doing, but they see and they take in 
and totally. just yeah. kind of help help them have a good, healthy relationship with life and themselves and everything? Uh, well, you know, this is a question that I actually really like because I feel like as a parent, you never really understand if you're doing the right things. It's always like a guessing game. And I worried for a long time that my eating disorder affected my children in a negative way. Um, but I think they saw me struggle and they saw my strength in my recovery. And they are so aware of the mind-body connection now that even my daughter, she looks different than everyone else in her class. She's older, she's bigger, she's taller. Everything about her um, is just this beautiful, unique human being. Um, and she does not see herself as overweight or larger or different. She sees herself as Evelyn, um, the, the most beautiful child ever. And I think that that is because Cody and I have instilled just mindfulness, totally being self-aware in both of our kids. Um, and they are, you know, so in love with themselves that everything else doesn't really matter. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I got chills just because, I mean, both you, both your kids and they're just sweethearts, but your daughter, whenever she's on your story, she is just so cute. And you posted the one time a story about her. Um, I don't know. It was about her. She's just so confident and like loving of herself. I absolutely adore it. And that's how I really hope my kids are someday. And it's so amazing. Like you're doing so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, she really is. I mean, both my kids are awesome, but Evelyn, I will totally admit she has, I don't know this, this spot that I just can't, like she totally has her grip on me. Um, and I think it's what exactly what you said. She's just so confident in her being and every single thing that she does. In fact, a couple days ago, I took my kids up to my mom's ranch and they were all riding horses. Um, and she's like six and she's on this huge horse that she could literally walk under. Like he's huge. And she was the most confident thing. She's like, I got this mom back off. Like, I don't need your help. And, and it's just amazing to see that blossom in her. Um, and my, my son is a little bit slower to pick that up, but that's because he has, um, you know, other challenges that we're working on with him. But like to see them both just grow up knowing that they can have that control in their life is a beautiful thing. Amazing. And I know I, I had the chance to ride my first horse at like 10 years old and I, I, I was scared out of my mind. So <laughs> oh my God, they are. <laughs> Uh, okay, so during all this, then when did you decide to start a healthy harmony um, okay. during your health journey? Super easy question. So um, I actually was working. So I went through my nasty relationship. I met Cody. He became my knight in shining armor because he's amazing. Um, and I was working at a coffee stand. I had been working there for about three years, going nowhere. It was a great job, a great source of income. Um, the tips were amazing, but I was not fulfilled whatsoever. I knew something had to change. And so I enrolled in a school, um, IIN, Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And uh, that was in March of 2018. I actually just graduated last month um, in March, but I, a couple months into 
the schooling, I quit my job and I said, enough is enough. I'm going to do what really fulfills me. And I started to help Germany. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was very lucky to do it. Yeah, no. And I mean, yeah, you've got to do what, what fills your cup and you worked, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like you just jumped off the bridge. Like you had, right. you'd been working and you knew what you were doing. You went into it with like a full intention. And so that's what I was going to ask next actually is, has your intention changed from the beginning to where it is now with everything about it? Uh, you know, so, okay. So I wouldn't say that my intention has changed behind it, but I would say absolutely my execution has changed. Um, I've always been really big into marketing. In fact, that's what I was going to college for. I was getting a marketing degree. Um, my parents were these huge, important corporate people. They were absolutely amazing, like seriously goals. And I was privileged enough to understand the ins and outs of business. So going into this, I knew that, um, food pictures and recipes, they sell, right. And by sell, I mean, they got likes and views. And so I figured if I wanted my content to be seen, my message, I need to show food content 24 seven. Um, now my approach has vastly changed. I still love creating recipes. Like seriously, don't get me wrong. Hi, I love sweets. Um, <laughs> but what lights me up is, you know, helping these women through coaching. And, and I feel like I can't dedicate enough time to them if I'm constantly in the kitchen whipping up recipes. So the a healthy harmony, you know, feed, um, is different now. It, it shows more real time eats, which obviously are still sweets. Um, and it shows more personal pictures because I'm focusing all of my time on the message behind my content and the woman that I'm coaching instead of creating recipes 24 seven. If you had to kind of explain it, what do you think, what would you say your message is or like your mission statement that kind of defines where you are now and what you hope to inspire in others? Okay. This is a really good question. So I would say that I, I empower women to take control of their life through, um, guidance in putting one's needs first. So I don't ever believe that taking care of your needs, understanding your needs, um, self-care, let's say, cause that's kind of a huge buzzword is selfish. I never in a million years would believe that. And I want to empower these women to understand that, um, getting in tune with themselves, understanding these vital needs, it, it allows them to be able to take care of others. I, I think this is really an issue that is plaguing yeah. America. I mean, look at the cases of adrenal fatigue. I mean, I haven't like shared too much of this with, you know, people yet anyway. So another bonus preview, but um, <laughs> basically like, you know, for the eight years where I was like, battling like grief from losing loved ones and my eating disorder and everything. I was investing everything and like making sure my family was okay and everything. I didn't, I didn't care about myself. And so year after year, you know, I put off the self care and I didn't, I didn't do anything for myself and I didn't fill my own cup. And then just this past year, I had the worst burnout, adrenal fatigue so bad that, I mean, you know, there were days I, I, I was almost passing out. Like it, it gets so bad. And we as women are just driving ourselves into the ground and then, you know, trying to get back out. But it's, 
it's so hard. I mean, you just need like those little times. Yeah. To like put yourself first, fill your own cup before you can fill others. And I mean, now that I, you know, give myself time to rest and recharge and care for myself, I can do so much more for more people. And yeah, I I think it's a big issue. And so I'm so, I'm so happy that you, you know, align with that and that you're helping women see that and work with that. Totally. And I honestly, like, I could not agree more. You kind of, you, you kind of said exactly what I'm, what I'm coaching to these women is that like, we, women, especially, I mean, I don't want to hate on men. Men have a lot going on in their life, but women, especially we wear so many dang hats. We wear so many hats and we somehow have to juggle them all at the same time. Um, and it's kind of like society puts all this pressure on us, you know, like get a four year degree, but start a family, uh, cook dinner every night, but have a clean house. You know what I mean? Like there, it's just, there's so many things that, that put pressure on us. And unfortunately our self-care, our self-awareness gets placed on the back burner. And it is so, so dang important that women understand their value, understand their needs and really um, show up for themselves. Then you're also being, um, you know, like an inspiration for others. Like if your daughter is doing that, that's what she's going to do. You know, your son, your husband even, you know, sees you taking a minute to care for yourself. Like it rubs off on people and then it can make, you know, a larger impact. So yeah, I definitely feel that. We kind of mentioned this before, but what are your, like, what are the most important aspects to a healthy style lifestyle in your opinion? Do you believe it goes beyond food and exercise and into the mental, emotional, spiritual well-being realm? Totally. So much yes to this. So I am a big believer Um, This is kind of like the message that I spread. I am a big believer that we have two plates. We have our primary plate and we have our secondary plate. Our secondary plate is like literally what we eat, our macro, micronutrition. Um, Our primary plate is our mental, emotional, spiritual, um, even our career, our social life, our our, uh, physical needs as in like exercise, but also sex. Ladies need sex. Um, They're we have, we have these two plates and unless we fill up on our primary plate, all those massive needs first, uh, our health is, it's just not, it's not there. Um, we, we need to fill up on our primary plate before, you know, we take our secondary plate into play. What are your practices for like improving? If we just sum it up, I guess in the primary plate realm. So what do you do to promote, you know, like healthy mentality or your emotions or spirituality or career, like any of the primary plate aspects? So I am a big, big believer in what I like to call intuitive living. So um, everyone kind of knows what intuitive eating is. It's it's filling your plate on and stuff that sounds good and and what really makes you satisfied. Um, Same concept with intuitive living. So I am this, this is kind of like what I help these women and what I guide them through is figuring out what is actually on their primary plate, where there's imbalances, um, where things aren't working in unison and pulling those all up together to, um, work properly to, to feel fulfilled for them. So if, you know, 
you feel like you're rocking on your career life, your, your marriage is awesome, your kids are great, your social life is cool, but there's like a lack of spiritual life that um, you really feel like you need to be more fulfilled in. My, my purpose is to guide these women in understanding that it is okay to um, really focus on that. And maybe some of the other aspects of your life are going to have to fall behind, but the spiritual life will pick up to make sure that the rest of it is working in unison still. I don't know. What are your thoughts on like the idea of balance? Because that's another like, you know, buzzword, but I was listening to a podcast recently and they were just saying how they're kind of to the point where they don't really, they don't really think of there being balance. It's just, yes. (laughs) Yes, do do the best you can and things kind of just go, go and ebb with the flow, you know? I don't know. Totally. No, I like, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I think it is a little bit of an unpopular opinion and maybe it's not, maybe like the buzzword is just like find balance and people are like in their heads being like, that, that crap ain't real. Um, but I honestly do not think that there's balance in the sense of like, you know, when you picture the scale and there being like equal amounts of gold bar on each side, um, or in my case, chocolate chip cookies, I don't feel <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't feel like that is a realistic expectation. I think that's where a lot of people fall short. And so they feel burnt out and they're, they're uninspired and unhappy. Um, but when you think of your life as priorities, not necessarily balance, Um, it makes so much more sense. So for instance, um, my home life and my work life, I wake up every single morning excited to work, excited to do what I do. Um, So it is a huge priority for me. Um, My husband is a huge priority for me and my kids are a huge priority for me. So during the day, like not, this is not like a week to week practice. This is like an hour to hour practice. You have to figure out what is the most important priority for you um, and execute it. You can't, you can't do all these million things at once. You have to pick one thing and execute it well to feel fulfilled. So when it is time for mommy to work, my kids know it's time for mommy to work. They know how important this job is to me. They know that mommy is helping other women and they respect that. They look up to that. And so I say, hey, I need to work for an hour. You guys go play together. You go read some books, you color. When mommy's hour is done, we will go do awesome things together. They respect that. They know that that hour is for work. And then afterwards, that time is going to be for family life. That is my balance. But um, do I think that there's like, you know, like a 50-50 type thing in your life? Heck no. That, that, that sense of balance is just unattainable. Yeah, no. And yeah, definitely feel that. And that made me remember um, another question is that, like finding, you know, just finding what you prioritize to be important is you, you started taking like a day off the weekend, right? Where you just prioritize like home life over Instagram. Could you just like Mm -hmm. share your thoughts on that? Because I think that's something really important that we all need to be exposed to and kind of partake in, you know what I mean? Taking a day for ourselves instead of for Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. So, and this can be with everything in life. It does not just have to be with Instagram, but I feel like, like I said, there's so much pressure on us to perform. And, um, while I 
would love to perform 24 seven. Like I said, I love my job. Like there'd be no sweat for me to work 24 seven whatsoever. In fact, <laughs> last night when I was so excited and I didn't get any sleep, I was on my computer working. Like I don't have an issue working. I love it. But, um, there needs to be, there needs to be boundaries. And, uh, I realized for my personal health, even though like it filled me up with my happiness, I was being drained. Um, I was being drained because I wasn't taking the time to step back. And so I decided that on the weekends I was going to take a day for not for myself. And I know that sounds kind of selfish. It's not for my family. It's not because I don't want them to see me working 24 seven. It's because I knew that I needed today a day to recharge and really connect with my being. And the benefit of that is that I get to connect with my family as well because I'm, I'm filling myself up again. I've started taking, you know, a random day off each week. So usually it's been Friday, but um, I get so much more work done. Like I'm so yeah. damn focused when I don't have my phone or, you know, just like that work constantly calling me back. And yeah, it's just so important, you know, for mental health too, just like a check-in with reality. Like, okay, this is real life. You know, this is, this is what's important to me. So totally, totally. As we kind of touched on this before, but what would you kind of say is like the most important aspect of we as women and men will include men in this <laughs> learn to love and care for ourselves? I honestly, yeah, I feel like we touched on this. I honestly think that there is no, so happiness can't come from superficial things. Like you can go buy a car, but that happiness, it goes away, right? You, you can go buy a bag, you can go get some food. Um, but Real, true happiness, real, true uh, fulfillment comes from being self-aware and having self-love. And um, unless you can really tap into your needs, you're, you're, you know, you're not happy. And um, that's like kind of, kind of really the short answer of it. But it really, it's these, it's simple. <laughs> it really is simple. And I think we try to like kind of fluff things up a bit, but when it comes down to it, being in tune with your needs and yourself is going to make you have a awesome, fulfilled and empowered life. How would you say like this self-awareness, like finding true happiness ties into like dreaming big and going after those dreams and goals that we want to accomplish in life? everything honestly everything um you know i it's like <laughs> this is hard because this stuff fires me up but, um if you are not going to be self-aware if you're not going to find happiness um in your actions you're not going to be able to succeed in finding in 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 dreaming big you're not going to understand what you want to manifest in your own life or fulfilling your intentions because your intentions aren't aligned with your true happiness um you know when i was going through my eating disorder what i thought was going to make me happy was you know, passing on the banana or passing on the carbs or getting on that scale and seeing one, you know, one less pound that truly didn't make me happy because that wasn't what was filling me up. Um, until I realized my true purpose, um, I was super aware, self-aware. I didn't actually feel real genuine happiness. Um, and so I honestly think like self-awareness, happiness, everything, they all tie in with one. Okay. And so say someone wants to start becoming like more self-aware, 
where yeah. would you suggest they start? Just kind of like the baby steps to self-awareness. Totally. So this is um, one of the, this is one of the things that I help these women with. So my, like we take baby steps. So my first goal that I have recommended to a lot of women is to do daily, hourly, whatever you want, check-ins. So in the morning, I have them write down things that they think will make them happy throughout the day. And, and they can't be superficial things like, you know, eating a salad for lunch, although that does make me happy, but it's things that like really fill them up. Um, and then at the end of the day, I have them kind of take account to what things actually made them happy like self-aware. So like, you know, they, in the morning they can write the sun is shining, but at night, if they have a moment in the day where, you know, someone compliments them and not a superficial compliment, but like they're being, and that lit them up. I want them to write that down and remember it because it is just a practice of kind of coming a little bit more in tune with, um, what actually makes you happy. And then over time you can, you can kind of decide that for yourself. You can kind of trust yourself and be like, no, you know, I don't think um, you know, this social event is going to really align with my needs. I'm going to pass on this. Or you can say, yeah, like I really need some, um, social time. I need that to fill up my plate and I'm going to go for it. I've started doing that a lot more lately too. Just checking in with myself and saying, okay, what do I need right now? Like what would, what would make me happy or what would, you know, just so like yesterday I was having like a rough afternoon and all of a sudden I was like, okay, what do I need? I need to rest. I need to sit down and I need to get some water and hydrate because I feel dehydrated. And like, it's, you know what I mean? So whether you're doing it like little things like that during the day or that exercise, like I absolutely love that. The happiness in the morning versus at night, like it's so, it helps you put your priorities in check too, you know, like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can look back and think, oh, okay. So that's what, yeah, I love that. Well, do you have, we have some more listener questions, but did you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we jump onto those? No, your questions were awesome. Like this, this was amazing. <laughs> um, I loved, I loved it. So, okay. So we'll do some listener questions. We still have some good ones. <laughs> okay. So someone wants to know, do you feel you fully recovered from your eating disorder? Um, okay. This one's a juicy one. So we stubborn redhead Irish fiery cracker that I am wants to say F yes, I'm done with recovery. Eating disorder is past me. I'm not going to let that define me. Um, the realistic part of me realizes that that was a huge part of my life and that I've learned so many things from it. So do I feel like I can be fully like recovered from such a big event. No, I don't, I don't really think so. But, um, I know that the ED part of my life is over and done with. So in that sense, yeah, I'm recovered, but, um, you know, it's kind of like my, I'm sure you can relate to this. My dad passing away. Do I cry over it every single day now? No. Do I miss him like crazy? And do I wish he was here? And do I feel like there's a void in my life because he's gone? absolutely but that doesn't mean that i'm acting on my impulses do you get what i mean i 100 percent get what you mean and i'm a big believer you know this is my personal thing is that yeah i i don't know if i'll ever 100 percent be 
recovered. Maybe the day comes, who knows, but just like similar to you, like with my mom's passing, like that's always going to be a little, you know, like scratch in my heart, just right. like the eating disorder was because, you know, it, in some parts, you know, that, that, that was also like a huge thing with grief and, you know, it lasted multiple years and it, it took, as, it, oops, <laughs> it took aspects from my life away from me. And so similar to how, yeah, similar, you know, to you, I'll always feel that void of my mom's passing. I'm not crying every day. And similar to my eating disorder, like I'm not thinking about it every day, but every now and then a thought creeps in or a memory or something. And yeah, I mean, it stays with me, but it's, it's being aware of it. And yeah, like we're not, in it, we're not acting on it. And, right. but yeah, so that's, that's always, I feel like it's a double-edged sword, you know, because there's two sides to it and that may not be the case for everybody, but yeah, I, I definitely feel the same as you. Okay. What is one thing you wish you could tell your 23 year old self, or I guess just younger self in general? <laughs> yeah. Cause you're not 23. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Whoever wrote this, they got pretty specific. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say never settle. Stop settling for things that you feel like you deserve um, because you deserve the world. I, at, at that point in my time, I was still in my really abusive relationship. Um, and I stuck there because I felt like I, I put my place there and, and I should stay in it. Um, and, but I slowly realized that I deserve so much more than I was allowing myself and that, um, you don't, you don't have to be stuck. Would you mind if I just like with, like with the relationship, I, I personally know some people that are in a relationship that, you know, isn't necessarily serving them and like what would you say that what would you say to them or how do you suggest they maybe evaluate the situation and determine you know should I should I be in this relationship right now or should I move on because I, I think it's something that a lot of people are struggling with and it can feel you can feel so alone in that situation god totally I felt so isolated um I would say my best piece of advice would just, I mean, self-awareness comes in hugely, but to just realize if the relationship is at all benefiting you. Um, and if the benefits outweigh the, um, negatives, because if there is at all any bit of toxicness in your relationship, that is going to weigh you down and that is going to make it so that you cannot live the life that you deserve. Um, so whether it is just like, like as simple as you guys don't really mesh well, like you kind of have grown apart or something a little bit more serious, like my case where it was a severely unhealthy environment for me and my children to be in, um, you, you need to honor that and step away if necessary. I, my heart always hurts, you know, like when I have, when I know people in situations like that, because from an outside, you know, you just want to like shake them on the shoulders, but yeah. I, yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I have talked with people in these scenarios and I've started to understand it's, you know, not as easy as that. Sometimes it takes a bit more thinking. So thank you. No, for about yeah, that. It's, it's not, it's not an easy decision. It's a really, really hard one. But I think if anything, I've learned that some of the hardest decisions that I've ever made have been the best decisions of my life. Um, and you just kind of have to have that faith. A hundred percent. So I guess, this last question kind of ties into this all, but how do you overcome your fears? Do it anyway. 
whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I honestly, um, even still now, like talking about my coaching business, I still have that doubt in the back of my mind. Like what if people think that I'm annoying or, you know, what if people think that I'm not qualified or this, that, or the other, um, I know my worth. I know that I can help these women and that fear in the back of my mind is not going to stop me from doing so. Even if I can help one person, that's going to make it worth it to me. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of ties into the idea of, I live by the principle of like, if you're, if you fear something, that's a chance for growth. So like you said, yeah, jump right into it, do it anyway, yep. embrace it because the best things come from those moments. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure there's been some, <laughs> some, some scenarios that don't align with that, but most of the time when I'm afraid to do something and then I just, you know, like hike up my pants and do it. I'm, I'm so happy afterwards because usually it results in something amazing. You know, I feel like I've grown personally or it's, it's a good chance for growth. That's what I always try to tell people. Totally. And there's like a difference between like pit in your stomach, bad feeling fear and like kind of excitement, nervous, like what if fear there's totally yeah. difference. And, yeah. um, you, you're going to have to be the best, um, judge of that. But I, in my personal opinion, it sounds like you experienced the same thing that like that, what if, you know, excitement, nervous fear type of thing has only had the best outcomes when I actually go for it. Yeah. And another thing I like to do is think of like possible outcomes. So right. if, if you can't differentiate which type of fear it is, just think what's the worst that could happen. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I was scared as hell to start this podcast, but I said, well, what's the worst that happens? I mean, it doesn't work out. Like, yeah, no one listens to it. Okay. Boo-hoo. Like <laughs> I move on. I keep trying whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's times where you can realize, okay, this is an actual fear. I have a bad feeling, you know, and the possible outcome could be like dangerous. Like, of course, then don't do it. <laughs> be sense, you know, be mindful. But um, right. yeah, so I think that's a very important lesson. Those were the listener questions. And now we'll just wrap up with, there's like three rapid fire questions I ask um, just about every guest. Okay, so if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, okay, I would go to probably Ireland. Probably Ireland. We're gonna go with Ireland. Oh, take me with you. I'm, I'm part of Irish too. And part of my family have like gone back to Ireland and found relatives. And I just, I was too young to go at the time though. And now I'm, I, I want to plan another trip out. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. So I am like a little bit part of my history as well. I'm like adopted. So I don't know any of my, my history, essentially. I don't know my birth mom, my birth dad, whatever. Um, but I do know that I'm like pure bread Irish. So it has always been my dream to go to Ireland and kind of just like, quote unquote, be with my people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I really just want to go. <laughs> oh, that's so neat. Yeah. I know. I just did a 23andMe test. Um, and so I'm really curious to see like how Irish I am. <laughs> well, I, you know, I actually have wanted to do that because you know, 28 years ago, 29 years ago this month, uh, don't mind me. Um, yeah. I, they say that, but it's the birth parents that fill out the information. So if you, it would be really cool for me to be able to do a 20 minute free watch. Like I will probably have no Irish in me whatsoever. I'll be like Scottish or something. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Identity crisis. <laughs> it totally would be at 29. Like, maybe I shouldn't do it. This is the 
bad idea. You know, just stick with your, just stick with your Irish. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, well, what's your, I don't know if you're a movie or book person, but what's your, like, favorite? Both. Um, book, like, like, favorite movie or favorite book kind of thing? Yeah, you could do either. Yeah, either. Okay, well, either one is the same answer, Harry Potter. Oh my God. No wonder we are friends. We are yeah. Irish. Yep. Harry Potter loving Instagram. Cat loving. Let's, let's be real. Oh gosh. Yeah. I forgot all about cats and sweets. I think mm-hmm. we have a really good time if we ever met in person. Like I know it sucks that we're across the United States from one another because we would be best friends. I know we would be. <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Harry Potter full send. I love it. Uh, so last one. If you could shout one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? One piece of advice. Um, take control. Take control of your life. I think that a lot of people just feel like they don't have the ability to take control. And that is so, so, so wrong. Um, we all have the ability to be in power of our own being. And um, it is like the most, the, the most euphoric feeling when you finally realize that. And so if I could just like have everyone understand that they can take control of their life, I would absolutely shout that. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And I think the world could definitely use that advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And it was an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. Oh God, I am like, I am excited too. This was so much fun. Like we're going to have to do this again sometime. I hope you guys laughed as much as I did during this episode. Who would have known that Kelly and I had so much in common from our Irish roots to our love for Harry Potter, cats, sweet. I can't even remember all that we talked about. (laughs) And I just love this episode because there's the happy laughing moments and then there's the serious get down to business moments where Kelly really shares her journey and opens up to help others that may be in a similar situation. And she shares, you know, how she's gotten to where she's at. And I applaud her for that. And I thank you guys for listening if you've listened through it to this point. (laughs) Kelly is just an amazing woman, an amazing mom, wife, business owner, person, beautiful soul in general. And I'm so happy to have connected with her via Instagram and now the podcast and And I don't know about you, but I think the virtual baby shower idea is a real good idea. (laughs) Don't know how that'd work out, but honestly, I, I feel so honored every time I make a new friend connection through Instagram and then I deepen that friendship through the podcast because talking one on one with someone and delving into the nitty gritty details of their life and their story and their journey really makes me feel so connected to them. And I've made wonderful friends through here that I never thought possible. So if you liked today's episode, please let me know, share it. You can go on iTunes and subscribe, leave a rate and review. That's how people find the show, actually. And also that kind of gives me credentials. I can tell that to potential podcast guests to check that out. So the more the merrier. (laughs) I greatly appreciate it. You can always reach out to Kelly at A Healthy Harmony on Instagram or her website. And if you're interested in her coaching services, I believe she has like a free consultation call. You'll have to look into it, but otherwise just look on her website and you'll get a real good idea of how she works and who she is. And 
I, it'd make me so happy if someone connected with her because of this podcast, or if you just started following her, because like I said, she's a gem to follow. And you can find me at thrive underscore on life or my website. I'll link it below. Have some new recipes out. (laughs) Either way, thank you guys. I will wrap this up and stay tuned for next week. I have another interesting guest coming on that I think you guys will really find interesting. So I'll talk to you then. Bye.